0: Mexico wants to see if uh, they can get it straightened out, but we've, uh, during certain times, as you know, closed the border. They're not coming into the United States. They will not be coming into our country. After a long and dangerous journey, thousands of Central American migrants are now encamped just outside the U.S.-Mexico border in Tijuana. They're waiting to learn what happens next to them, a question the governments of Mexico and the United States have yet to answer for them. This is TikTok. I'm Dave Myers. Joining me now from Mexico is Bloomberg's Andrea Navarro. Andrea, thanks for joining us.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: So you're in Tijuana on the Mexican side of the U.S.-Mexico border, which is about 20 minutes south of San Diego, California. What are the conditions like there?
1: I am. Well, it's very It's weird. It's, it's two worlds, two different worlds coming from the airport. Um, you can think that no, but nothing is happening here. But then you reach uh, the border, you reach the shelter where close to 6,000 people are staying here. And you can start feeling um, the environment change, you can see the tension rise, Um, some locals aren't very happy that so many immigrants are here. Um, So it's very different, uh, depending on where you're standing.
0: And you say there's almost 6,000 people there. Where did all of these people come from? And and what was their journey like to get there?
1: Well, they come, but mostly all of them come from Central America. So that would be El Salvador, Nicaragua, Honduras. Um, and they've been traveling for weeks, even months. Um, they say that the Mexican people have been very kind to them. They've been very, uh, they, they've offered shelter, they've offered food, uh, but it's still been a very tough ride to get here. They've had to walk through storms, um, sleep in the cold open, uh, but they're they're settled here now, and it's very uncertain what's going to happen to them at the moment. How
0: are the conditions they're living in? How would you describe them?
1: They're very terrible, uh, to be honest. Looking at the the camp where they're staying, it's just uh, tense, but it's very unsanitary. Uh, it's very hot, and in, at night it's very cold. Uh, they can't get some food, but not, mu- not much. Uh, the army is giving out food early in the morning, but people are afraid to leave their tents because they don't want their property, what, whatever they have right here, mm. uh, to be stolen.
0: You know, we all saw the images from Sunday of women and children fleeing after tear gas had been fired by U.S. border agents at some migrants who had actually breached the border, and, and that tear gas carried over to, the, to these people um, by the wind what are what are they saying there on the ground about that
1: incident? Many people that I've spoken to are very angry at that incident. It's hard to estimate how many of the immigrants actually took part in trying to cross over the border. but those who didn't are very angry that that incident changed the changed the perspective and made, The U.S. government angrier, and they're taking extra precaution, and they're putting unwanted attention on them. So they're not happy about the incident, and made many of them very fearful of what's coming.
0: And when you talk to them about what they're feel fearful about, what's coming, what are they saying?
1: They're saying that they don't know. They were expecting to be here just a little while before they could crossover legally most of them want that's what they want Um, but now many of them are saying that they're going to wait for things to calm down and to request asylum properly and through legal uh, ways but if that's not possible many of them have indicated that they'll try to cross over not by force but just by illegally just without trying to not be noticed
0: Andrea, Monday after the tear gas incident, um, the president took to Twitter and he said that if Mexico won't remove, if he won't deport these migrants, that then maybe he'll just close down the U.S.-Mexico border permanently. Can he even do that?
1: It's very unclear on whether he can do it or not. He has shut down some entry points here in Tijuana intermittently, um, but they've been reopened. Re- and yesterday, everything was much calmer. Cars are being, like, through on both ways, down, down south and up north, and things seem to be much calmer today, but anything can happen. And if a march is organized by immigrants again and things get violent again, then he could might as well shut it again.
0: Well, I do say, why are they there? I mean, I have to start off. First of all, the tear gas is a very minor form of the tear gas itself. Uh, It's very safe. The ones that were suffering to a certain extent were the people that were putting it out there, but it's very safe. But you really say, why is a parent running up into an area where they know the tear gas is forming and it's going to be formed and they're running up with a child? Are they aware of the comments made by President Trump about them?
1: I'd say somewhat. Um, I don't think that they're following him on Twitter and checking every update that he sends, but they are aware that they're not welcome in the U.S. by him. Um, They are aware that he's made it more difficult than what it used to be before, and they're aware that he represents a larger obstacle than they would hope.
0: So what do they say when they hear this information, that they're not wanted, that they should turn around and go home? What options do they feel they have?
1: It makes them angry. It makes them feel like their immigrant rights are not being respected. They say that they have a right to seek a better life. They have a right to seek asylum because the countries where they come from are very violent or not economically stable. And they want a better life for themselves and for their families back home.
0: You know, the president before these migrants even got to the border, he sent down almost 6,000 U.S. troops. Um, Are they visible from where you are? And and what are they doing down there? Exactly.
1: They're not, actually. What I can see is a very heavy Mexican police force, their army, their Marines, their all sorts of police force here. But they're mostly Mexican. I'm guessing that the U.S. Um, military and the forces that Trump sent in are standing on the other side of the border, which I can't really see.
0: Andrea, tell me, where does the Mexican government stand in all of this? They're just about to inaugurate a new president this weekend.
1: Yes. um, Well, I think that we have received mixed messages, both from the outgoing and the incoming administration. Um, It's something that It has been all over the newspapers in Mexico, but the government hasn't really taken a strong stance, either for or against the immigrant caravan. Um, They have supplied support. They have supplied shelter. But those have been mostly local governments. Um, As for the federal government, they were asking the U.S. for information on Sunday's incident because the tear gas that they threw and the aggression did take part on Mexican territory. So they were calling for an investigation. But... Most people are wondering if they if that reaction should be stronger.
0: So while these families wait to figure out what happens next to them, are they aware of their options, I guess, the, uh, the legal options of how they get asylum into the United States or maybe other options in Mexico?
1: Not really. It's the misinformation here is, is astonishing. Uh, people are trying very hard to learn uh, what process applies to them, who can help them. Um, many people are claiming that they already have asylum, but others are telling them No, that paper that you have is totally fake. Um, and there are some NGOs and some organizations trying to inform people and trying to help them. There's also people offering jobs. Uh, but I have to say there are so many people here, it's like almost 6,000, as I, as I said, that it's hard to get the information across.
0: So it seems like it would be an extremely hard process to take these 6,000 people and put them through the proper channel. Is that one of the problems of, of the many problems they face? Is just the backlog of, of all these people trying to apply for asylum?
1: It is. It's estimated that the U.S. government can process at, at my, as many as 60 people a day, I, I believe, um, and that's not many. Um, and so people are just left wondering what other options they have. So one is the legal way to apply for asylum and the others as we've seen is just try to make it through the border in any way that they can.
0: Is there any estimation are they being given word on how long they might have to wait?
1: No I don't think that anybody can tell them that they've just been that they they think that they're going to be here for weeks maybe months some are wondering if they should just get a job here while things calm down, um, try to make a living here, to send money back to, the, to their home countries, because that's what they mostly care about, right? Many times it's not just about them, it's about the families that they leave behind. So they want to keep supporting those back home by doing something here that but- will give them money.
0: And as you've, as you've walked around the shelters and, and you've spoken with some of these people, what do they tell you uh, about how they're feeling on a day-to-day basis?
1: I think they're, very, they're feeling very sad. Um, they're feeling very tired. It's been a long way for them. And Sunday's incident just took out what little hope they had remaining, that the crossing would be easy. Um, they're not very hopeful right now. They... they they don't know what's what's waiting for them on the other side, if they're going to be able to cross, and mostly I'd say they're just very tired.
0: And what happens if they don't make it across the border, if they they, they aren't uh, able to apply for asylum or, or get that asylum? What happens to them?
1: I think that they would be able to remain here. Um, the local government has started these, the, these job fairs where people can apply for temporary jobs and temporary work permits and that would be basically whatever it would be either that or going back home i'd say but many people don't want that they've made it so far and they're so close to the border that they just want to wait it out and see if they can make it andrea thank you thank you so much david
0: make sure to follow andrea on twitter she's at andrea navarro that's the tiktok for today Thanks for listening. Please head on over to iTunes and let us know what you think. I'm Dave Myers. You can follow me on Twitter at davidfmyers, Myers, and you can get all your updates 24-7 at TikTok.